witty, thought-provoking, and uplifting Southern Soul Livestream is a program that you'll invite your friends over to watch every week, where you'll learn about interesting guests and get to share in their fascinating experiences. Tune in each Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern to connect with guests from across the generations and to laugh with our eclectic hosts who are as charming as they are talented. OMG, what's up, people? This is your boy, Calvin. We have an awesome announcement for you. Get ready to elevate your brand to the next level. We are launching Soul Surge Media. But check this out. We're just not another agency. We're your growth partners. You ever have that experience where you get out there, you spend money on your endeavor, your passion, and the, the person just didn't do it right? Here at Soul Surge, we're building a full-service agency of creators you can trust. People who do what they love and love what they do, and they're here to help you. So get ready to elevate your brand from captivating content, establishing your LLC, and your brand identity to building your community through live streaming, podcasting, establishing you as a paid speaker. We are a full service agency. So check us out at soulsurgemedia.com. That's soul surgemedia.com but that's not all we are starting every third saturdays what we're calling side gig saturdays still not sure it's okay come check us out at sidegigsaturdays.com is waiting for other organizations or other things people to do the things that you feel compelled and called to do so thank you for girls going gracefully and thank you for the work that you're doing to help mothers and daughters build and repair their bonds. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the work that you do. And thank you for having me back on. I greatly appreciate you and I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Monica. It's cool when I begin to think about the awesome speakers and I've given them a name. I, I started talking at one point in time about what is it about the speakers we have here at Soul Thursdays? Because there's different types of speakers, but you can discover that there's a few things they have in common. And what I call them community architects. These are people who don't take for granted the world we live in. They don't take for granted that every neighborhood has nice manicured lawn of grass or sidewalk. These people said, no, we must build the community and the society that we want by living more abundantly and by investing not only our time, our talent, our efforts, and our prayer in making a better community. This week, OMG, social media has been crazy about the information. What are we calling it? The chair gate, the super whatever. There's been crazy things going on down in Alabama. And I thought, what better time to bring on no other than Cynthia Farmer, an expert in warfare. What type of warfare? None other than the warfare coach to help us talk about what is spiritual warfare what's going on in today's society, and what we can better understand. But before we get started, welcome, Cynthia. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm so excited. I remember I've been following you for such a long time, and I'm like, this sister just breaks it down. She makes it plain. You can tell you're walking and you're calling. But for people who are new to the topic, let's just slow, slow down for a second. Do you mind telling us what is spiritual welfare? 
And what do you do as the warfare coach? I'm struggling with words. Like people tend to have fun. My regulars, whenever I struggle with words, it's my Texas accent. And I didn't realize until tonight, I couldn't say that word, but we're going to get through it anyway. So y'all just uh, blame it on the uh, accent. But anyway, uh, spiritual warfare, what is it? And tell us about what you do as a warfare coach. Absolutely. So again, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So as you mentioned, I'm Cynthia C. Farmer, the warfare coach. As the warfare coach, I began coaching women on what uh, spiritual warfare is, how to combat it, and then, of course, how to win, talking about those solutions, how to win in warfare, spiritual warfare. So what I teach, there are five different types of spiritual warfare, and spiritual warfare tends to affect almost every facet of life. The foundation, much like Dr. Moore, that I have is Christianity. And so when you have your foundation in Christianity and you believe the word of God, you realize that you are a spirit being before you are a human being. Because the Bible says that we were created in his image and in his likeness, and he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, which would then mean that we were spirit first, and then we became man. Um, and so whenever there's something happening 10 out of 10 times, I have yet to find a time where it wasn't, but 10 out of 10 times when you find that there's some sort of adversity in your life, um, there's a struggle, there's an area of opportunity, there's a cycle that you're going through, there's a, a fight that you can't seem to get through. All of that is based in a spiritual aspect. And so what I will do with my students or my clients, depending on what, what venue that they come through for coaching, we get to the root first. We try to figure out, okay, you can tell me what's happening in life but we'll get down to what the root is that's causing that particular issue. Then I begin to teach you this, the tactics and the strategies of how to war for that particular type of warfare and get you to the other side of winning. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I've always been intrigued by the concept of intrigued by being a spiritual being first. And I know for me personally, I know with that feeling, I typically go through something in life, but typically it's in the nine to five. You're doing something and all of a sudden they said, this is not a regular conflict. This is not a regular fight. It feels, as they say, a spiritual attack. And yeah. something about that spiritual attack in my own words, I'm like, you know what? It's like they're going for your DNA. They're going for the essence of who and what you are. And it's, it's almost asking Calvin not to talk and I like to talk, right? That's like really deep. So I really can enjoy the fact that you decided to focus on this. But tell me this. How does your background as an attorney complement your coaching approach and methodologies? Tell us about that. So my coaching approach is very different is what I've come to find. The program that I created, and I'll try not to give too much away with, with how it was launched unless you want to talk about that. But I had come up with the name The Warfare Coach just because I had gone through some warfare. I had no idea what was happening until it was literally me and God. And I told myself that everybody needs to know about this. Like, how come nobody knows that this is spiritual warfare? How come they didn't teach me this in church? And so I created the Instagram name, The Warfare Coach, just as a cute name. And I would put inspirational posts up until one day somebody was like, hey, I need your services. I, I need a, a warfare coach. And I was like, oh, oh, you need a what? Yeah, I can be a warfare coach. Absolutely. Let me pray about it. And I'll get back to you. And so I took 72 hours and the Lord literally poured out an entire eight week boot camp program where I will bring a student in either one on one or in a group setting. And we will go through the module 
as as much as the Holy Spirit will allow. We'll go through the modules um, to bring that person from where they are to the next. Now, with my coaching, I had my degree in psychology. Um, And I focused on counseling psychology. I have my MBA and I have my Juris Doctorate. I am a licensed attorney as well as a master certified life coach. And so I take everything that I've learned. I'm also an apostle, just recently launched a church. So I take biblical tools and scriptures. I take practical things of the world. I take counseling strategies for like cognitive-based therapy or person-centered therapy, as well as anything that the Holy Spirit might drop into me. And so I've got this program that you're not going to find another one like because literally the Holy Spirit gave it to me. And so I use every tactic, even some tactics that you would utilize in the courtroom to get to the root because there are some clients, you got to fight them to like, got to tell me the truth here. So I got to get the truth out of them. But one of my favorite tactics, because I'm an attorney, is what I like to call two things can be true, right? A lot of times we get stuck on, this is what I saw. This is the one thing. These are the facts and this is what it is. But because two things can be true, I can speak to the facts that you're experiencing, but tell you the truth of what's actually happening. So I use all of that in my tactics. I love it. I love it. My people are going to give me a hard time because that's one thing I love, love, love to say is Yes and yes. Two things can be true. I said, what is it about we've been taught right and wrong, left and right, good and bad. We never taught yes and yes. What do you do when two things are true? We have a divide by zero moment. That's a blue screen of death. We just get stuck. We don't know what to do when two things are true. So I appreciate that. Wow. Such a diverse range of roles. Mother, wife, preacher, author, entrepreneur, MBA, lawyer. Therapist, how do you manage all of the time effectively? What in the world? Number one, I have an assistant. (laughs) She is absolutely amazing. I've learned and I'm getting better at delegating. Delegation is powerful. I can only do but so much in my 24 hours, but I try to maximize my time. And the best way that I've been able to be successful with all of these hats is I have proactively shifted my life to only walk in purpose. So if anything that I'm doing does not align with my purpose, I've got to find a way to drop it. And so I've come to a place in life where literally everything that I do, mom, wife, uh, coach, apostle, everything that I do is in my purpose. And so I have the energy for it, that natural intrinsic energy to do those things, which is a way to figure out what your purpose is. Whatever is in line with your purpose, you have this divine energy, this divine discipline and motivation to get it done. So that's how I balance. Divine discipline and motivation. I'm going to keep that one because I love, love doing what I'm most passionate about. And I love how you describe it. And I also love the fact that doing what you do allows you to coach and really support people who are doing a lot because who's not doing a lot these days. It's crazy, right? So kudos to you for being able to walk in that divine discipline. Can you share with us a personal testimony? Here at Soul Thirds, we love a testimony. I was joking with some friends recently and I was talking to people. They're like, testimony? What's a testimony? I said, oh, Lord, I'm hanging out with the heathens. People don't even know what a testimony is these days. I have no idea what happened, but I'm just going to pray about that. But can you share with us a personal testimony where you had to overcome a barrier or a limitation and how that helped shape your coaching philosophy? Absolutely, Ashley. Just one moment. I'm so- 
Sorry. So if you've ever, if you, if you follow me on Instagram or you're connected to the church, you've seen Bible study, my five-year-old is attached to the hip. So he's constantly knocking at the door, but y'all forgive me. So a personal testimony for myself, I feel like I have so many of them. I tend to talk about my rock bottom season and it's really the crooks of where the warfare coach was birthed. I was in a season where, and just for the sake of time, I had no job, no car, no money. I had just found out that my husband was trying to have an affair, but the Bible says, if you send in your mind, it's as good as done. So I'm going to say having an affair. And so I just about had no husband and my baby boy, um, who we just heard in the background was eight months old. And I was struggling with postpartum depression, which then turned into severe depression because I did not want anybody to know that I was depressed and got zero help for it. And so I got to this place where literally everything was stripped from me. I had identified myself. I had made my confidence on all these things. I'm an attorney. I drive a luxury car. I've got the floor to ceiling windows in my office. I've got the money. I don't look at price tags. I'm living my life. I've got the house, the tall, dark, and hands, the white picket fence. I built my life and my confidence in all of these external things. And so when everything stripped from, when everything was stripped from me, I literally had nothing but me, my degrees, because I paid good money for that. You can't take that. <laughs> but in essence, it was just me and God. That's all I had. And I remember hearing God say, now you have everything you need. And I was so confused. And what I realized was that I had built, like I said, my confidence in everything external. And none of those things can last. All of those things can be stripped away from you. But when you have God as your center, as your foundation, as your stability, that can't be moved. And so I had to learn how to build my confidence through Christ. And in that rock bottom season, when I told him, I need help, Lord, like I'm, I'm crying out, I'm begging you, what am I supposed to do? Help me, please. All I kept hearing over and over again was write the book. I told you to write the book, but that doesn't make any sense. And a lot of times the healing process that we go through for the warfare that we're in doesn't make sense. And so I wrote the book. I said, fine, I'm, I'm that daughter that's like rebellious, but I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be obedient. So I wrote the book begrudgingly and it's called Confidence is My Portion. And I didn't know what I was writing about when I was writing it. I was just literally allowing the Holy Spirit to flow. And so every day, and I love how Dr. Moore had mentioned this, every day starts out with an affirmation. It's tied to the biblical scripture where that affirmation comes from. It has your devotional entry. It ends with a prayer. But then there's also space to take notes because how many times have we read a devotional and we wish we had space to take notes? So I, I wrote this book and realized this was how you build your confidence in Christ that can't be shaken. This is how you live out Matthew 6 and 33, seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all the other things will be added. And in writing that book, it healed me. There was healing in writing that. And I've probably given away more copies than I've sold, honestly. But the word of the Lord was that this would be a blessing to people. So the last time I checked five-star rating on Amazon, sign every book copy that I can, just giving this to people to help them have their foundation, be something stable and sturdy. And that's how I was able to get out because I only leaned on him. That's all I had in that season. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I did get my copy and I love it. I love it because in the nine to five, I was going through some time, a test that was leading to a testimony. And I was just thinking of it as a test until you and I spoke. And I said, you know what, this is a bit of some spiritual attacks going on. So I made sure 
that I purchased your book and Tamika has shared it in the chat for others to check it out. So thank you for sharing that. Tell us this, and I think you may have already told us, you tend to integrate biblical teachings and principles in your coaching. How do you help utilize this to help people identify their God-given purpose? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. And one of the biggest take takeaways that I would love for your audience to get is that, and let me say this, like with so much love and so much respect, but the church in totality has not taught the fullness of God's truth. There's so much missing from what should be a an educational institution through the church to learn what it means to be a child of God, to learn what it means to be a kingdom citizen. And so the very first thing that I do in coaching is you need to figure out, and we do it together, what is your mindset of who God is? And then I'm going to lead you to a journey of who he actually is. We debunk myths. We dig into the word. That's the foundation. When you know who God is, then you begin to know who you are. Because again, we're made in his image and in his likeness. So it's imperative to have the foundation of knowledge. There's a scripture that says, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. In another translation, it says, my people perish because they don't know me. When we don't know him, we perish. And so we dig into who is God first and foremost. Every single program, whether you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, a, a foundational call, a breakthrough session, we start with who is God? Because that's imperative. Then from there, then we start to dig into, okay, now let's figure out who you are in God. Your purpose tends to be attacked from before birth or soon thereafter. If you look at the attacks in your life, there tends to be a pattern. The enemy's not that smart. <laughs> we give him way too much credit, okay? Pay attention to the attacks. They tend to have a pattern. They tend to attack a particular thing. Also looking at what I mentioned earlier, that divine energy and motivation to get it done. What is that passion? What makes you come alive when you talk about it? Or somebody can tell you to do it and they can't pay you for it, but you're like, I'll do it anyways. Those kind of give you an indication of what your divine purpose is. When you start to walk in your purpose in the kingdom way, that formula right there is what allows us to really catapult through. Okay, this is spiritual warfare. This is what happens, but this is how we combat it. That's how you win. That's how you win. That's how you win. But you have to have that foundation first. It's so much easier when you have that foundation. I love it. I love it. And the audience loves it too. So audience, as we get ready for questions, feel free to start typing your questions in the chat. I got a couple more questions for Cynthia, and then it'll be your chance to ask her some questions. So Cynthia, tell me this. What advice do you have for someone who may be feeling that they're currently in a spiritual battle? They currently don't know where to start, and they're just, they, they just don't know what to do. What advice would you give that person? So first and foremost is going to be digging into your word. If you're not reaching out to me, if you're not calling me, dig into your word. If you're reaching out to me, I'm going to tell you where to dig into your word. But the first thing, and I do this very practically, so it's not like rocket science, y'all. I literally go to Google, look at my second screen here, and I'm like, what does the Bible say about depression? Whatever it might be. And I'll start to dig into, okay, what does the Bible say about depression? There is a scripture, let's say it says Isaiah 26 and three. Then 
If you don't already have it, I highly recommend a study Bible. The Dake one is really good. Schofield is also pretty good. I've heard that he personally is not the best of people, but I love his Bible. But get you a study Bible that has those little letters and numbers that have the references so you can start to go down this rabbit hole. That's how I began. When I started to learn what the Bible actually says for myself, I was like, wait a minute, they didn't teach us this in church. When I learned, and let me caveat it with this, the new age religion um, has some of it right. So let's not discount the fullness of it. They are just missing the foundation that it's in the word. So when we talk about us being divine beings, that comes from the word. When it talks about the Holy Spirit living inside of us and so going inward to seek God, that's in the word. When it talks about the power that we have, when we can pull from the unseen realm. So speaking those things that are not as though they are, that's pulling from the unseen realm. All of that is in the Bible. And I... When I found this out, oh my God, I was like, wait a minute, everybody must. And that's what I do at church. If you ever attend one of my virtual services, because we're virtual now, you will see now, I will debunk everything that the church has taught us in Jesus' name. But I dig into the word first. What does God have to say about it? And then I need to shift my mindset to what it is that God has to say about it. I need to align with him because when I'm aligned with him, y'all, there's so many scriptures. And I'll just give you just one. In the book of John, chapter 10, I want to say it's around verse 27. The Bible talks about how we are in the hand of God and nobody can pluck us from his hand. And like his father, we're in the hand of Christ and nobody can pluck us from his hand. And we think about how in the church, we always say we want the hand of God in our life. We want the hand of God everywhere, right? We need the hand of God in our situation. But if we find ourselves separated from the hand of God and nobody can pluck us from the hand, then that means that we walked away from the hand of God. And so if we walked away from the hand of God, then we have the opportunity to walk right back. That prodigal son situation is always open. And so going back to the source, not a resource. I am a resource. Uh, books are a resource. Podcasts are a resource. And they're wonderful. But go to the source and then go from there. I love it. I love it. And we're getting um, questions in the chat. One of the questions is where can the audience find your virtual service. Do you mind telling us that and then you can type it in later? Absolutely. So if you just look for Core Christian Church, pretty much any and everywhere, you'll be able to find us. CoreChristianChurch.org. We're on Instagram as Core Christian Church. Right now, I built my following through my business, which is the Warfare Coach on Instagram. So we go live on the Warfare Coaches page every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then we also go live on YouTube. And so all of the uh, full-length messages are going to be on YouTube, which you can find Core Christian Church. I love it. I love it. So let's see here. Tell us what's next for you. You're already a multi-published author. You've you got multiple books out there. What's next for you? Because I know you're busy. Tell us what we should expect next from you. Yeah, I'm always working on something and I love it. I am working on what I would say this point in my life is probably my most meaningful written work. I'm working on a book that's going to be entitled The War Room, which I will talk about all the warfare that I've gone through up until this point. And in going through uh, with my publisher, I realized I have a lot of warfare. I've gone through a lot, but that I'm, I, we are pushing to have that released by September. So that is the biggest thing that I'm working on in this season. 
with my coaching, I'm just shifting and revamping it just a bit to be more effective and pulling out more kingdom citizens, creating more warriors and really pushing people into the life that they were purposed for. So there's a few things that I'm adjusting there as well. But those are my two biggest projects at the time at the moment. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing. So I'm going to go to a few questions. Let's see here. We got those questions from Margaret. From where you are now in life, what advice would you give to your teenage self if you could go back? That's really good. So I think, and this is a story that we have not um, spoken about, but for my particular story, the one thing that I would want to get through to my teenage self would be that my parents' divorce wasn't my fault. So my parents divorced when I was two years old and one of my first memories and my first trauma was when my father had come to visit us. He had brought the biggest doll I'd ever seen. It was like that three foot, I don't know if y'all remember that three foot tall doll that would walk when you walked with it. He came, he brought the doll and then he had to leave. And my three-year-old self couldn't understand why he had to leave. And I wondered, what did I do wrong? And what could I do better? And so literally my three or four-year-old self began to reconcile that something was wrong with me. And I spent my life being perfect for everybody else because of that spirit of rejection and that spirit of abandonment. I became what everybody else needed. I was the perfect friend, the perfect daughter, the perfect student. I was the captain or co-captain of every um, sports team. I was the president or vice president of every organization. I accomplished everything in life to be perfect. And I exhausted myself from doing all these things as a teenager while also not even knowing who I was. I also got made fun of because I enunciated my words and spoke properly. And that did not fit in with the Black community um, at the school that I was going to. And so I stopped speaking. I allowed myself to become mute. One of the things that the enemy attacked because my purpose is to talk. So I would tell her, baby girl, speak up. Your voice is going to shift nations. I would tell her that the divorce had nothing to do with you. In fact, ask your father because he's more than willing to tell you. You don't have to be perfect for everybody. Just be perfect for yourself. Be who God has called you to be. And that's more than enough. I would just empower her confidence so much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Another question is deep, and I'm just going to give a moment to for you to read that question and decide if you want to get into it. First, I just want to pause for a second and say thank you already for sharing such deep insight. Me and colleagues and friends, we often talk about what's happened to society and what's happened to church. And as you begin to speak, it's, it reminds me what happens, right? It reminds me that we're sitting here, we're connecting, we're giving God to glory. We're going through scripture, we're sharing our testimony. And it just begins to really show me by example what has happened. And if you're feeling that tonight, then you may too understand what we have here tonight and what has happened. If you look at the question from Lola, do you mind if you want to speak to that or just any thoughts on that question? I can. So yes, it's definitely something that most people will ask. And I purposefully did not put that in the story just to get you thinking. But 
in that season, when I found out that my husband was cheating, I got so angry with God. I was angry with him, but more than anything, I was angry with God. And I didn't talk to God for two weeks. Now, for somebody who talks to God like 20 times a day, that's a super long time. And so it took me two weeks to talk to God again. And when I spoke to him, he one told me that he tried to show me the spiritual attack that was against my marriage, but I was not spending time in my closet which always makes me think of this quote that I like to say, how many revelations are we missing because we're not going into our closet? And so I had a spiritual attack where a demon came and was fighting my marriage bed and I didn't know what that meant. I even saw this red spirit inside my husband when I was praying for him one day. Still didn't know what that meant and didn't take the time to ask God about it. So the first thing was he tried to show me. The second aspect was God had told me that I could leave if I wanted because his word says that adultery is an excuse for divorce. I could leave if I wanted to, but he wanted me to stay. And so if I, I said, okay, if I'm going to stay, how do I stay? How do, how do you do that? You, you have broken trust. It's shattered. How do I do that? And I heard him say with me. And so I stuck with God and I will not say that this is easy whatsoever. It's easier to leave. It's easier to have a divorce, but I stuck with him and what I realized, two things that God ended up doing. Number one, he renewed our marriage. What I realized was our marriage couldn't get fixed. So that mindset, go ahead and throw it out. It cannot be fixed. It has to be renewed. My husband is a new person. I am a new person. We went through uh, couples counseling, individual counseling, and then it took me two years, but I went through trauma counseling because after two years, I was still getting triggered. After two years, I got sick and tired of myself. I could not get past it. And so when I got sick and tired of myself, I went to a trauma specialist because I realized that there are different types of traumas that we experience. And there's a part in the back of your brain called the amygdala where trauma can get caught. And so I went to this, the specialist to continue the healing process um, over some months that I went through this with her uh, in order to become healed so that I could show up in a forgiving place. And it wasn't without therapy and Jesus, because I'm a believer of Jesus and therapy, that I was able to, number one, heal, and two, our marriage was able to heal and be renewed. So yes, we are still together. We just celebrated seven years last month. So yeah, and it happened early on. So yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Anything else you would like to share with us before we wrap up? And I just want to say thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for taking us to church. Thank you for being a witness in showing us not only how to heal, but how you heal in addition to how you support and coach and use your gifts, talents, resources to help other people learn how to go to war, learn how to heal, and learn more importantly, how to forgive. But any last um, thoughts or words you would like to share with us, Cynthia? The very last thing would just to be just know Know who you are. You are more powerful than you realize. You are always a conqueror. The, the number one thing that the enemy will do, whatever the attack is for the particular purpose that you carry, the number one thing that he fights us to do is to not know who we are and to know our, our identity, our power. He wants to make sure of that. He has no power to defeat you. So he tries to get us to defeat ourselves by the words that we speak, the actions that we take. You are so much more powerful. That's why he fights you that hard. And so dig into who God is, who you are in God, and you will set yourself up for victory every single 
time. I want to thank you so much for having me on here, for allowing me and trusting me with your congregation, as I like to say. Um, and prayerfully, everybody's been able to take something with them that's going to shift them in their walk with God, shift them in their purpose, and shift them for their victory. Thank you, Cynthia. OMG, when you call it, and I love it when a plan comes together. Tonight, we've had such an awesome group of speakers. From Dr. Monica Moore being the community architect that she needs, and then Cynthia Farmer beginning to create the church that she needed. And I love, love, love how she describes it. A lot of times people just talk about the problem, right? Oh, church ain't doing this, church ain't doing this. I love how she went and created the church that she needed. And I love the story of how she built it. She started out just following the word of God, just responding to the request that says, hey, can you be my warfare coach? And I love her response because she wasn't ready. She was like, what? What is that? And how do you do that? But she had everything she needed. She shared with us her rock bottom moment and how she's rebuilt herself and has just been so awesome. OMG, what's up, people? This is your boy, Calvin. We have an awesome announcement for you. Get ready to elevate your brand to the next level. We are launching Soul Surge Media. But check this out. We're just not another agency. We're your growth partners. You ever have that experience where you get out there, you spend money on your endeavor, your passion, and the, the person just didn't do it right? Here at Soul Surge, we're building a full-service agency of creators you can trust, people who do what they love and love what they do, and they're here to help you. So get ready to elevate your brand from captivating content, establishing your LLC, and your brand identity to building your community through live streaming, podcasting, establishing you as a paid speaker. We are a full service agency. So check us out at soulsurgemedia.com. That's soulsurgemedia.com. But that's not all. We are starting every third Saturdays what we're calling Side Gig Saturdays. Still not sure? It's okay. Come check us out at SideGigSaturdays.com. 